Welcome back to another episode of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks. Arnold Reasons. Come on. We are literally back in the building. In the flesh. Yes, no Skype today. Come on. Lockdown is easing up, so we are taking advantage and socially distantly recording the podcast <laughs> just just so people know you know arnold is on one couch i'm on the other so like yeah six meters away or something yeah yeah, yeah. maybe it's, a little bit less it's far but not as far as st albans to here so yeah <laughs> man how's it been going tolly <laughs> well that is quite the question i think it is quite the question that's a loaded question why don't you be a bit more specific how's it been going on the back of the lockdown lockdown shift i feel like that's the episode for right now right Ooh, okay okay i think the, the working title that i had was lessons in the lockdown come on yeah yeah yeah. so because i think everybody's been experiencing the lockdown very differently mm. um but at the same time everybody's learning so much so yeah i just thought it'd be cool to hear a little bit more about what's been going on with you you know what you've been learning in the lockdown don't worry i'm I'm going second bro you're going second i'm going second but just for the context so because you know what the person listening to this right now could be listening in like 10 years time and have no idea what we're talking about so we are in 2020 (laughs) (laughs) it feels like one of those like star trek locks the year is 2020 honestly (laughs) honestly and we're at a point in time where on the back of the global pandemic that was known as and is known as currently coronavirus aka COVID-19 for real there was the whole lockdown situation where literally life as we knew it completely changed everything got shut down Um, schools were shut down exams were deferred people were able to finish secondary school without having had to pass a test that they had to sit they were just graded i don't i don't even remember what the end result was with that was it just predicted or something i have no idea but yeah so we're just at a point in time where after the lockdown um and oh sorry my daughter's in the room too that's (laughs) that sound maybe that you can hear in the background um but yeah we're at a point in time where things are finally starting to loosen up at least in the uk where some of the restrictions are beginning to be lifted so for example one of the things that we mentioned was the fact that we're finally podcasting in person in the flesh um because of the lockdown rules in the uk at least we weren't able to do that before because you weren't allowed to visit um at least according to the lockdown rules and guidance you weren't allowed to visit people in their homes private spaces and stuff like that but you can now but if you want to find out a bit more, I'm sure Google will tell you. That's yeah. what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the lessons, the lessons from that lockdown. lockdown. Yeah. So I'm going first, huh? Yeah, bro. Wow. So I feel like the lockdown has been like a massive reset. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the things that we thought were just part of everyday life and had to be yeah. have been shown that actually they don't have to be. Yeah, yeah. So like very basic example, going into the office all the time. I was quite blessed before lockdown. I only had to work three days in the office. I worked two days from home. But now it's five days a week Mm. and working from home. And actually, in some ways, it's more productive Mm. than it was before. You know, in some ways, some of those things that you thought you could never do from home, like, you know, have some of those big meetings, have like tough conversations. Yeah we've had to adapt and we've had to find a way. Yeah. And actually a lot of businesses, so my my company included, they're saying, actually, we want to try and transition to being more work from home. Wow. 
and actually making that a lot more of what we do yeah. just as a business. Yeah. Um, and I think it's great because, for example, I don't have that long of a commute. I commute maybe an hour each way, but that's two hours of my day that I get back, mm. you know, and the things that I can do at that time are very different. Mm -hmm. So that's one of those things where, you know, we thought that actually had to be a certain way, but it doesn't. Um, and we're just adjusting and adapting and having a reset. Mm. How, do, how do you feel like that works? Maybe not speak for yourself, but just generally, how do you think it works for productivity Ooh. in terms of the working remote and stuff like that? I think it depends very much on the type of work that you do. Yeah. So like, I feel like within our team, we've always just managed outcomes. Yeah. Do you see what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. we're never really that heavily on our analysts yeah. all the time. Like you need to do this, you need to, as long as people get stuff done, yeah. we generally don't mind. But I think there are some kinds of teams where actually it's easier to be less productive. Yeah. You know? or whether it's, you know, the, the workers aren't as mature, you know, they're more yeah, junior or yeah. whatever it is. Um, that's, that's really interesting what you said there about um, the outcomes being what is managed because I'm mm -hmm. even thinking that through the whole remote working situation, it's almost like in a lot of ways we were forced to go a lot more towards that kind of thinking Yeah. because there is nobody to sit behind you to see what time you really do roll out of bed and turn your laptop on but this is the and thing all of that kind of this stuff is, so, so i can't remember who i was talking to but they were saying that look when they started working yeah um there was a woman who everyone was like this woman is brilliant yeah. right because she gets in at like 6 a.m yeah and she stays till five and da, yeah. da, 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 da. and he came in one day early yeah. to see what she was doing yeah she was just browsing the internet <laughs> she, she wasn't doing anything from is, six to nine this is, no, but this is it. and this is what it is is that like just because you're physically there and you're physically seen it doesn't guarantee that you're actually delivering at all at all it's for me it's all about the outcomes and the outputs like yeah. what are we actually delivering because if i do that at two o'clock in the morning who actually cares right? yeah 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 yeah. and so, so even on a practical one for the shop we've recently as you know mm. taken on um a new sales guy yeah and he's pretty much mostly remote he comes in physically two half days during the week okay but the rest of it is all remote and it's full time as well um and something that I know even just from the relationship that we kind of are building out with him on a working level is that, yes, I, we ideally want him to devote the majority of his time to um, to the to the task that we're giving him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what we care about is the result. Exactly. And so exactly. if he's able to deliver the results that we're expecting in, I don't know, let's say half the time yeah. that we're expecting him to do it and then... For us, all right, cool. We can maybe think about moving the, the targets and seeing if there's any more yeah. productivity we can get out of it. But the main thing is we're not there to police him and say, you know, like you are or you're not doing this. You didn't no, clock in or you didn't clock outcome. in this time. It's more about the outcome. And I think what's really interesting, right, is from what we were, we were talking a little bit earlier about how you're going to incentivize him. Yeah. Structure, yeah. Right? Yeah. And what's really interesting is that from the feedback that he gave yeah that's what's going to determine how he works absolutely is how you compensate him yeah. and how you incentivize him yeah and yeah. i think that's a really interesting thing because as a manager that's how i need to be thinking is yeah. okay actually i know that my people aren't 
in the room and they're not in the in the in the office mm. but how do i create an environment that incentivizes them and motivates them so that actually they want to deliver, deliver yeah, those yeah, outcomes yeah. and deliver them well deliver them quickly yeah you know and i think that's the difference is that it's not all about okay how do i make sure people are productive but it's yeah. how do i motivate people yeah it's a very subtle difference between like tracking productivity and almost creating it yeah and 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 motivating them towards the same objectives that you have so like getting that alignment exactly because i'm even just thinking as well about how far we've come overall like when we first started the the business um, we're almost a year in now wow wow um but when we first started i remember the first guy that we hired yeah mm. and he was physically in the store mm. five days a week um full time and i remember like being at such a different extreme like i wanted to know okay is he working has he no food mm. is he making use of the time mm. is he doing what he should be doing and i think it's just over time where i've kind of reflected on even how i've been managed yeah even in my role yeah and the fact that so much i guess trust yeah has been given to me and i guess i'm treated like an adult exactly and, <laughs> and exactly. i think <laughs> and i think even that in itself is something that is really like is valuable yeah. in, in this time and stuff so it's interesting because i've heard it said that like people kind of adapt to your expectation in yeah. some ways so if you treat people kind of like their kids and they need to be micromanaged and you need to be all up on them yeah that's usually and often how they respond yeah but yeah. if you give people that expectation of look i you're an adult i yeah. pay you like an adult yeah. i'm expecting you to behave like an adult yeah, yeah, yeah that's how people kind of behave like I remember when I started working for Wayne, Wayne was just like, I think you're like a premiership level player. Mm. Like you need to start thinking like that and mm. working like that and mm. playing like that. He called you up. Fully. Yeah. yeah and yeah. it kind of like, it put some stuff in my chest. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. you actually think I'm good at my job. So I should go and be good at my job. You know, like. <laughs> That's so interesting because now I'm even thinking about the conversation that I had with my boss mm. um after i'd been there for i think how long was my promotion six months maybe and i was getting promoted to the head of the department yeah. it there was something he said to me which was similar which was right. that like because i came with all of my objectives i thought yeah here I am. <laughs> these these are my objectives for the year yeah. i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna go on this course i'm gonna go on that course and i remember him sitting down and basically saying to me those things are nice and everything in principle but i need you to start thinking on a higher level wow. because a lot of the things you've listed are the things that your colleagues who work in your team who you're managing are supposed to basically be wow. addressing so what i want you to focus on is starting to think on the, the higher level, level basically and stuff like that so saying what you've just said there yeah. reminds me of even the conversation i had with him because he's not the kind of person that ever managed or micromanaged me yeah it was always about outcomes and it always has been about outcomes yeah, yeah. it's always okay this is where we're at um this is what we need to get done um everybody knows what page we're on yeah. so cool we'll check in from time to time and see where we're at with it and that's it i think it's interesting because it's kind of like what you were saying earlier about details yeah versus kind of like the bigger picture and the principles mm. so it's like the principle is look this is where we're trying to get to yeah yeah this is what we're trying to build yeah but the detail is where micromanaging can sometimes come in yeah right because sometimes you can get too into the detail and be like oh you have to do it this way yeah and you have to do this this and this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there is a place for understanding how your people are doing things yeah. and understanding why they're doing it and yeah. why the detail but there's also a place to say actually this person is very different to me yeah they might actually have a better way of doing it than me 
So if I manage the outcomes, focus on the principles, yeah. I can ask about the details later, yeah. you know, if I'm just interested. Yeah. But my focus shouldn't always be on the detail, 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 and how they're doing it exactly. You know, for real. Disclaimer though, if you're a surgeon and you're meant to do stuff <laughs> in an exact way, please, <laughs> this is not licensed to go off on your own way. Like, no, for real. if you have one of those jobs where you yeah. have to follow the detail to the letter, please do your job. Yeah, but yeah, 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 for yeah. us, for yeah. example, there are there are different ways you can do things. There are different tools you can use. And you know what? The thing is, you're actually speaking about something that's been a lesson for me probably within the last year overall. Okay. Which is that, you know, it's because I think when you're whenever you're whenever you've been doing something and you're creating almost a position or you're taking somebody else on to take responsibility for that thing mm. the temptation in that situation is to make them you yeah do it because how i do it the only way you're going to measure it yeah. in that situation or at least i know that i have mm. is looking at how you do things yeah how you've done things yeah, and yeah. it's almost like that becomes the measure that yeah, they're measured yeah. against forgetting the principle that you just said of the fact that this is somebody who is completely different from me yeah who's going to have a different perspective and a different way of approaching this thing, mm. which may in some ways irritate the, or may in some ways be different from the way that I've done it, but may actually bring better outcomes exactly. than the way that I was doing it. Exactly. And that is one of the challenges that I think I've had to really, lessons in lockdown, lessons in lockdown and beyond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the challenges that I think I've had to really even have shifted in my thinking because whether it's the guy who's doing the customer service side of things mm. um, in the store or whether it's even this new guy who's doing sales, I'm really having to take a step back and yes, give some input on some strategic ways that things can be done better. Yeah. But at the same time, not take away from the skill set and the experience that he does have. Because like this sales guy, for example, mm. he's been doing this thing for over 15 years. Wow. You know, and so there's obviously something, even from his credentials and his past, there's obviously something that he has mm. done right. There's a level of experience that he's done. I've never done 15 years in sales ever. Yeah. Um, but it's about being able to strategically know how to draw the line between trying to make somebody in your own image <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and actually being able to collaborate with them to bring out the best in them based on where they're coming <laughs> from. You know, when you said about make someone in your own image, yeah. right? it just made me think about how god said let us make man in our own image yeah right but yeah. none of us are the same mm. do you see what i mean so the principles of a human mm. are broadly the same mm -hmm. but the expressions and the detail yeah is all very different even if you get identical twins they still yeah. have differences yeah yeah you know so like that really like brought it home for me like even if i'm trying to make someone in my own image yeah yeah, yeah. it's never going to be me, me. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. good because even God himself didn't make us all exactly the same. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So there's yeah. different expressions that should be had. Mm. And what I love about it actually is that when we think about how God relates with us, right? Mm. There are principles and things that he's asked us to follow, right? But the detail and stuff of our life is what he wants to be in relationship and in journey with us. Yeah. Because I was even thinking, you know, when you're trying to teach someone how to do something, Sometimes part of the process is asking them how they would do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it gets you that other opinion. You think, oh, I wouldn't yeah. have thought about that. Yeah. You know, so having that dialogue, that discourse, you know, that, that conversation yeah. should really be part of what we do as managers or as leaders as we're trying to get people to that place. Because yeah. that's really what God does with us. You know, like what we want and what we desire actually yeah. matters to him. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can see it when he talks to people in the Bible and he asks them questions and mm. like, he knows the answer already mm. 
you know he he knows the best way to do it but yeah. he still wants that dialogue that conversation mm, that's good man that's real good other lessons in lockdown okay. <laughs> <laughs> i think um probably one of the big ones has been just on a relational level how how important it is to not get too caught up in the minutia mm. so just going back on some of the conversations that we recently had um, with my wife and the couple that we've been journeying with yeah. um, who kind of journeyed with us from before marriage and after marriage and just given us guidance and counsel um, as and when we needed it and you know that third party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> to keep us on track so they've been married for over over 25 years now wow. I think um, and I think we, we were having a conversation with them recently and and I think you know like me and my wife as I guess any human beings do had bits of information that we wanted to maybe <laughs> discuss yeah <laughs> concerning one another um, but I think the point that I realized from that conversation was that they didn't like hone in on the details of mm. who thought what mm. about each situation mm. but they were looking at things from like a much broader view on a much broader level and just dealing with the fact that you know encouraging us as you should do to remember the love that you have for one another and remember the important principles mm. that define the relationship that you have and so so yes yeah, so i had a moment where i reflected and i thought to myself okay so why didn't we stick into the minutia why mm. didn't we get into the, the all of the inner details and mm. kind of chop it up on that level on that level and i think the the lesson that i took from that was that it's because it's not that important mm. um and i think especially in this lockdown like this is a wild and crazy time yeah. that we've never seen or done anything like we've never experienced anything like this before and i think naturally it has and can put a strain on all of our relationships because For we sure. can all start acting crazy mm. um the fact that we're essentially experiencing a prison experience in Bro. a lot of ways For real. can cause anybody to act out of character um and out of the way they normally would in any given situation and i think mm. whether that's friendships relationships whatever it is remembering that even in those situations throughout the lockdown and beyond we shouldn't get caught up in the minutia of oh this person didn't do this that way or or this person irritated me in this way but remember the context of the relationship that we have and yeah let that be a guiding principle i think that's so key and i think something i've really learned from the lockdown is about understanding yeah um, because what we often forget is that everybody is experiencing that kind of like prison like thing so like the things that you normally do you yeah. can't do yeah you know like simple stuff like going to the gym going yeah. to play but like all the things that I would do to normally chill yeah I can't do yeah you know so everybody has those things that they want to be doing but they can't and that in itself is building up pressure yeah that in itself is driving some behaviors yeah so like I was in a conversation um, with someone at work and I'd asked them to do something which I felt was quite reasonable yeah right but what I didn't realize is that asking them to do that because it was the next day and it was a little bit early in the morning yeah meant that they thought that they had to cancel their plans for that night right and they thought because they were doing something now the lockdown's easing up they were going to do something they were really looking forward to so their reaction wow. in that moment was like boom shakalaka and I was like <laughs> I was like, what just happened? Like, this person is normally very reasonable, yeah, very chilled, yeah, yeah. but they just unloaded the clip on me. <laughs> and in that moment, like, I was just like, 
how very dare you yeah, like yeah. what is happening yeah you know yeah but it was just like you know when god just like chills you out yeah and it's like just ask some questions yeah. like chill yeah and when i asked some questions and then the person was like oh it's because of that and i said why didn't you just say so in the beginning yeah, yeah you know but we could have had a real problem yeah but understanding and being gracious mm. and and i'm not saying i get it right all the time because sometimes i really don't no, but just trying to like work with the principle of that mm. actually makes such a big difference because everybody has reasons as to why they respond the way that they do mm. for real man i definitely think that the world's gonna look very different in a lot of ways i really hope so bro because <laughs> there was a lot of stuff about the way that we were running that wasn't really working yeah and i've seen a lot of kindness there's been a lot of madness too yeah but yeah. there's also been a lot of kindness that's come through and yeah. i hope that's the kind of thing that stays yeah for real man for real and i think even like whether it's down to the way that we work like what you were saying in the beginning about remote mm. working things like that i think there's really going to be a shift man mm. and then there's also balance because for some people remote working does not work at all and has in fact caused more <coughs> problems than than it's probably helped mm. um so it'll be yeah it'll be really interesting to see how things unfold man and i think finding that new balance and that new normal because as much as i love not commuting yeah like i miss my team not nah, for real do you know yeah, what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. those are the people that it's not, not the same it's not the same because you don't get those little in-between moments yeah right yeah. you jump from call to call yeah but normally when you go from meeting to meeting you walk There's to the distance. next meeting yeah, yeah. yeah. you know yeah. you have that little banter in between yeah. like oh what happened da, 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 da. you go get cinnamon rolls from like olenstein like <laughs> you get stuff like that together yeah. you know like my one-to-one -one, sometimes we'll just go get cinnamon rolls mm. or cinnamon socials they're called cinnamon socials wow. and dope yeah yeah but like i haven't had a cinnamon social for like three <laughs> months you know but it's those moments of building together and yeah. that you know having that banter having that fellowship together that yeah that i really actually miss so yeah. i want to find that balance of you know i like not commuting but yeah. i want to see people no for real man and and you see it because even now mm. like whenever you meet people you it's like there's a new glow yeah that i've noticed <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Where it's like, oh, another human. A human. <laughs> <laughs> One that I haven't been living Honestly. with. Honestly. You know, like, I think even I remember a customer coming um, to the store a couple of weeks ago just to drop off a laptop. Yeah. And this guy traveled, I think it was a good 20, 30 minute drive. Wow. And we offer a collection and delivery <laughs> service. And I remember when I spoke to him on the phone and I spoke to him personally as well, he was, and offered him the service. He said, no, thanks. Um, I'll, I'll just enjoy the drive over. <laughs> For the sake of sanity. And I think you, you really get to see how, like, there's certain things that maybe we didn't value as much yeah. that now oh have almost gosh. become like gold. And I think yeah. one of the things that I guess I hope that doesn't happen is that we forget that. Yeah, for because sure. Because, like, as human beings, time passes from a situation that maybe yeah. um, disrupted things in a big way and eventually things become normal again. And what's that phrase? Um, well, not familiarity breeds contempt but yeah, it gives the it same idea like, yeah, yeah. of how as as you're because you're so used to it and it's so easy and so accessible just like it just normal. becomes devalued yeah. and there's something you said in another podcast about despised uh, that we despise, we despise it. it yeah lightly um, esteem to lightly esteem yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I just hope that's not something that happens because in a lot of ways as much as this has been a terrible situation for so many people across the world mm. there has been some really 
richness yeah. that has been almost squeezed out of us in this time. I think it reminds you that we actually have so much to be grateful for. Yeah. You know, just like the fact that we can see our families. Yeah. Like, yeah. so like I could normally just drive to see my parents yeah. and be there in like two hours and yeah. that's normal. Yeah. You know, just, but not having that, like when we went home, so like my sisters and I, we went back and it was just so nice to just to be able to be together mm. you know and have that family time and you could just tell that we just appreciated it even more than before yeah you know yeah. so it's just seeing all those things that are like quite little in quotes but yeah they're actually huge for real man they're huge so like another lesson in the lockdown um for me is about the importance of getting moving and just starting something yeah 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 because so there's a verse in the in the bible that says about how the steps of a righteous man are ordered yeah, of the yeah, lord and yeah. he delights in their way mm. and i was thinking about it this morning and it's like if you're not stepping mm. what's being ordered you're just yeah. stuck you're just stood you're not going anywhere mm. and so it's important that actually when you have things on your heart or on your mind to do yeah. just start stepping yeah um because there's something that i started doing in the lockdown yep um, something huge <laughs> to, to be discussed maybe later yeah but what i found is that it's something that i've been thinking about for a couple of years mm. um and not really done anything about and then in the lockdown where i've got so much more time mm. you know i eat out a lot <laughs> and in the lockdown that can't happen yeah, so yeah. i have a lot of extra cash from yeah. the two or three times like sometimes <laughs> per day that I, I would eat out lunch and dinner yeah so I've just been able to like put time and money and thought towards it. Yeah. And what I just found so amazing is that as I started making what looks like really baby steps, mm. how God was just bringing stuff into play that yeah. I just didn't expect. I didn't think of. It was just like the whole thing for me was just like it was like I was walking, but I wasn't walking. I was just being carried. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes we don't think about the power of just getting started mm. and just getting moving mm. and sharing the vision with people because mm -hmm. I feel especially like as Christians like God has put within the body everything that we need mm. you know like you have stuff that I need mm. I have stuff you need and mm. for all of us you mm. know there's stuff that we can give to each other yeah and it's only by when you talk to different people mm. you know you share the vision you know you talk about it yeah people are really excited yeah yeah you know like imagine something called some sort of times yeah when you tell me stuff I'm just like what is happening I'm so excited <laughs> you yeah, know yeah yeah because and vice versa exactly <laughs> like that's that's what God has put inside of us yeah as people yeah you know that's how it should be we should be excited we should be encouraging each other mm. and for me it's just it's just important sometimes to just get started and get moving mm. even if you don't know where it's going to end up how mm. it's going to go i actually like that a bit more yeah because yeah, yeah. i find i'm finding stuff that i wouldn't have even thought about yeah it's coming through and it's awesome so yeah the importance of just taking steps and getting moving for real so let me prod on that a little bit okay what was it what was it that what was it that caused you to go from having the idea mm. which you'd had mm. for some time mm. to actually taking the first step? That's a really good question. Do you remember like where your thought process was at or what happened in that time? Like, yeah, what, what, what? I think part of it is I was just thinking like, I can't go to the gym. I can't <laughs> play basketball. <laughs> yeah. I live in a flat, so yeah. it's not even like I'm going to be out in the garden. Yeah. And like, there was one... <laughs> There was one day, yeah, where I watched like 15 episodes of a show. Yeah. And the next day I felt 
like rubbish. Trash. I felt like <laughs> trash. I felt hungover, and I was just like, I can't. This can't Netflix become my drunk. life, bro. I was fully like a dirty Netflix hangover. I hear you, man. I know what you mean. And it's that show that we both like. So uh, person of yeah. interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I hadn't seen the final season, and then I saw it was finally on Netflix, bro. I binge watched that thing in twenty four hours, like. And I just realized that, look, I can't, like, Netflix is good. Yeah. You know, it gives you a good break, gives you some good chill time. Mm. But I also realized that I can't make Netflix my main thing in the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how long it's going to be for. Yeah. You know, and as I've got some extra cash to spend as well, like, I was just looking at all these things and saying, okay, I really don't have any excuse right now <laughs> to not do this. Yeah. You know, like, let me give it a try. And if yeah. it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least let me try. Yeah. You know, because... I think over the last few months, I've just become a lot more like, a lot less risk averse. Mm. I'm just like, okay, let me put X amount of money yeah, into yeah, this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't work, it yeah. doesn't work. But if I don't do that, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to find other stuff to spend my money and my time on. Yeah. Because my boss, he says, you will always find ways to spend your time and spend your money. Yeah. Always. Yeah, for real. So if you don't prioritize certain things first, mm. you will never, you will never get to them. Mm. And so for me, it was just that question of, okay, should I just start prioritizing this now? Mm. You know, and let me just make some steps. Yeah. And let me just start moving. Yeah. And see how it goes. Yeah. That's really, really, really interesting and really rich, man, because number one, it reminds me of some of the stuff we spoke about on the Blacksmith's Furnace. Yeah. Plug the Blacksmith's Furnace Hashtag. podcast. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> when we were just speaking about taking risks and faith and being people of faith. Mm. I think like just hearing what you're saying, it it reminds me and I think it just speaks to the point of how it's not so much about being focused on the outcome it's mm. being focused on taking the step mm. because ultimately even with the steps of a righteous man being ordered of the Lord mm. it's like faith without works is dead. dead we need to be people who are known for the fact that we walk by faith mm. you've got to take a step it's walk by faith it's walk it's walk by, by faith. faith yeah yeah you walk by faith wow you don't you don't necessarily map out the destination and no. every step that's going to get you there by faith, no. but you walk by faith. And even with Abraham as well, like he got up, left the place that he knew to search for a city that he did not he know. He did not know. But yeah. God knew it. Mm. And he is the one of the forefathers of faith. Yeah. Um, and so it's about that first step. Because yeah. when you're in motion, oh, there's something that somebody said to me in the last few months about being in motion something about being in motion did we say on a podcast about how it's easier to oh to guide a car that's in motion than a park car maybe something that yeah something like that but in short when you're in motion momentum builds up yeah and so like the the actual starting the actual getting that's something to bit. start from stiff yeah. is the hard that's part. the hard part but pushing something in motion yeah or getting something that's in motion to move a bit faster is yeah, easy. easy and yeah. so so yeah that first step man and i think for me like especially as a christian like what we often don't really get the full depth of is that thing about how god is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or Absolutely, think yeah. or imagine so like and i find that like mm. if you'd ask me like 10 years ago mm. like what would i be doing for my job where would i be working yeah i wouldn't have ever thought of what i'm doing now yeah right yeah, yeah. and i love my job love mm -hmm. my boss like 
I'm in a place that is so much better mm. than I could have ever thought or imagined or mm. anything. Mm. But I also remember the start of the journey mm. where I'd applied for a job at Sky mm. and they rejected me mm. very quickly. I didn't know that. Yeah, bro. So like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the full story actually Look is- at me now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, like, so I applied for this job at Sky and they rejected me within like minutes which obviously wow. means you didn't even look at my application. Oh my Do you know days. what I mean? Like yeah. they didn't even look at it. Yeah. And so I fully went into parked car mode, right? Yeah. yeah. And I got an email like a few weeks later saying, oh, we know you didn't get this role. Yeah. But why don't you apply for this slightly different role? Because we mm. think it would fit your skills and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I was bitter. I was like, you man, <laughs> you guys that just rejected me like so quickly. <laughs> I was just like, no, yeah. like I'm not gonna do it. I was, yeah. I, I not only parked my car, yeah. I like locked the wheels, taking yeah. them off. I was like, no. <laughs> and just over the time, it was just like God was nudging me, like apply, apply, apply. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it got to this point where I was like, fine, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. And so I did it. Yeah. And then I, I copied and pasted the same one yeah. that they rejected me with. Wow. Yes, I took all the stuff from my old <laughs> application, and I, I that's how stubborn I was being. I yeah, didn't even yeah. try to change it. I just put the same things in. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, come do the do the psychometric test. Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, not yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, nah. Yeah. The last day, <laughs> like all this time, I was like, just do the test. Like nudges, nudges, do the test. Do that. Yeah. Oh, fine. On the last day. Yeah. I didn't study for it. I didn't do anything. I just took the test. Yeah. And it just kept going along the path, along the path, along yeah. the path. And it's like when the job offer came through. Mm. Like there was so many God moments leading up to it. Like yeah. in my interview, I had a guy who I had loads in common with. Like he was an Indian guy, but mm. we had lots of life experience in common. You know, mm. like there was just so many things that were just like really well connected through mm. it. And I'd prayed at the beginning of the year. Like, you know, like you go to like a new year crossover service yeah. and they're like, declare what you want from God. And, <laughs> da, 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 da. and so, so I said, I want a job before I graduate. Mm. I want to get paid X amount of money. Uh, I want a certain type of like rotational graduate scheme. Yeah. I'd called it all out. I'd said it, I prayed it. Yeah. Right. My job offer came. It was more really than I'd asked for. Wow. It was a rotational grad scheme. Wow, I had my wow, offer before, wow, wow. but I almost screwed it up yeah. by not being willing to move. Because yeah. once I started moving, yeah, God yeah. did his part, you know, and now look where we are now. Like, mm. Sky has been so good to me. Hmm. I know I'm name checking my company, but it's fine. Sky has been very good to me. Um, and I love it there. And yeah. it's been a perfect growth ground for me. Yeah. You know, they've really developed me. They've grown me. I've had good man. Like, I've just been so blessed by it. Yeah. But if I hadn't moved, this would have never happened. Yeah. Like. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and even like, if you, if you had stayed in that place of, no, you man rejected me, so that's Bro, it. I was bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. We wouldn't be having this conversation. At all. And, At all. And you know what? The interesting thing is, in you speaking about it, it reminds me of the first job that I got after okay. I graduated as well. Um, so whilst I was in my final year of uni, I was applying for jobs just ahead of time where I saw jobs that I liked. Yeah. And the company I wanted to work for at the time was the financial ombudsman. Okay. And... I, because I, I think I'd hadn't, I'd, I'd met someone at a charity event that I went to who was speaking to me about just alternative options for people that study law. Okay. Um, compliance was one of the things that came up, and, and yeah, and so he, <laughs> I know, ironic, right? Ironic. <laughs> and so, 
basically seeing that they were advertising roles. Now, the role that I wanted wasn't being advertised, okay. but they had another role, which was just more customer service based. Mm. The role I wanted was adjudicator okay. because it was essentially, as far as I was concerned, it's like law. the level below becoming an ombudsman yeah. Yeah, <laughs> eventually yeah. and just doing what they do on a smaller level, okay. with maybe less authority, quote unquote. Um, but they weren't advertising those roles at the time. They were advertising um, customer customer, customer service roles, basically. The people that deal with the front end of the case, okay. take all the information, then pass it on to the adjudicators. Uh, okay. So I saw those roles come up and I thought, oh, you know what, let me apply for it. Mm. Because at least I'm in the company. Yeah, if yeah. those roles come up, then yeah, I can yeah. apply for that internally. Exactly. It'll be easier to move. And so lo and behold, there I go thinking, all right, cool. Let me just do this application. Tap, 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 tap. Send the application. Rejection. <laughs> Like, I didn't want you anyway. Yeah. And, it's like, and I think that was the ego bruise is that this wasn't even the role that I wanted. Like I wanted a more senior role more in my senior eyes, role. Yeah. But you're even turfing me at this level. Like yeah. And so and so after they rejected me, cool, I was burnt. Um but then a couple weeks later, I remember they advertised the role I did want. Okay. And so I thought, alright, cool. I'm gonna reinvent myself. Yeah. And so I spent, I think, a good two weeks just combing over that job description, combing over it again and again and again and again. Yeah. Rewrote my whole CV to make it look as best Perfect. as possible yeah. that I am the answer to your problem. Yeah, yeah. I am the solution <laughs> to this vacancy that you have. Yeah. Um, submitted the application, got a response. I'm through to the next stage. Okay. And I think it was like a scenario test or something like that yeah, yeah. which i then did got through to that as well um then i think was there i don't know they there were like three or four stages then i had the in-person interview as well okay and i remember when i had the in-person the face-to-face interview i actually thought i flopped because there was one point where they asked me a question and i was answering and then i froze like because i lost my trailer thought oh, and i just got to the point where i was like in my head, I was like, I don't know what I'm even talking about or where I'm going, but I'm just going to keep a straight face yep. and just reset. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just excused myself, just picked up my water, sipped it, <laughs> and then I just kept going. And then, so I walked out of that interview um, thinking, you know what, I've blown it, I've got this far. And eventually it turned around that I got the job. Wow. And in a lot of ways, that job was what set me up for all of the other jobs that mm. I got, um, even up until present day. And it's given me, like, even in the compliance role that I do now, yeah. like, I have that inside information now. Like, yeah. even though I'm not heavily involved in the complaint side of things for the business, you understand. I understand the way that they think. And I remember that even within my first, maybe two months of joining the firm, there was a big case that we were dealing with, yeah. um, which was with the ombudsman at the time. No and straight away because i came in with my inside knowledge yeah. i was able to craft this response quick yeah and just grace all <laughs> over it that shape that case got closed quick as well and so and that's when you just started that's when i started so yeah. I, but like these are the things that i've even seen like on the back of what you said about mm. um the journey that you had of not just taking the first step but also when you are knocked back when mm. you do face a situation where it's like um something that would almost deter you from continuing mm. Um, maybe not in every situation, but in some situations, yeah. there's a place for really being able to pick yourself up, being resilient, be resilient, yeah. pray it through, and just keep going. Mm. 
because yeah man we don't we don't necessarily dictate the outcome we don't know what the future holds but if you don't make that decision to maybe not take the negative outcome so personally Mm. but to actually just step up and say you know what all right cool things didn't go my way let's keep it moving Mm. and take the next step Mm. you never know where it will take you because you know what's interesting right is that that role that you applied for yeah wasn't the right role for you no and and this is it this wasn't the right role for you this is it the role that i applied for was like a marketing and communications grad yeah yeah and i would have never become an analyst yeah if i had the past would be completely so different so you don't even know sometimes why that rejection yeah. is there. Yeah. You know, yeah. like sometimes I'm like, God, you rejected it, didn't you? I mm. see you. Like, mm. okay. Because mm-hmm. actually that was the wrong role for me. Mm. You know, it wouldn't have brought out, it was rotational, mm. but it wasn't rotation as rotational as mine was because mine was a very general business one. Mm. So you do finance, sales and marketing, analytics, mm. client delivery, like they're all so different. Yeah, yeah. But in the marketing one, it would have been all focused on marketing. Mm. And marketing was the one, sales and marketing was the one I enjoyed the least. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd have yeah, been yeah, there yeah. in two years of like hell. Yeah. Like. Honestly. And, and even after I left that role, I remember um, I wasn't working for a bit. That mm. was when I had my yep. period of reason to be held. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Maybe they'll hear the story. Maybe someday. one day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I remember I started applying for jobs and I had two opportunities in front of me. Mm. One of them was a um, an internal complaint handling role within like an insurance company or something, something mm-hmm. like that which because i'd come from yeah. fuzz i was like gold dust mm. and so i would have slot right in and i would have been paid more money than the opportunity that was on the other side right and the other opportunity was with the big four uh, which i'd applied for and it was compliance yeah. like a lot more heavily compliance based um position and it paid less at the time but nonetheless it was an opportunity to open up that's interesting a whole new road which has actually led to where i am now so even when i look back at that time like i remember i had the interview with the big four um before the interview with the other company and they were both scheduled for like the same week but i remember after i finished the interview with the big four i just had a strong sense not to go to the other interview and i hadn't even been given a job offer yet with the big four and so I ended up basically emailing um, the the recruiter at the time, yeah. the other company, to say, you know, what, thanks for the opportunity. Um, change of circumstances, not going to be attending the interview. Thank you so much for the opportunity, but I'm going to wow. give it a pass on this occasion. Person phones me. Oh, we're so sorry to hear that. I mean, is there any particular reason why? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't and feel so, like it. <laughs> yeah. And so, so the conversation develops, and then they're like, okay, um, I tell you, what, what if we can increase the salary? And so they were offering me even more money. They were already offering me more money before. Wow. You haven't even done the interview. I haven't even done the interview and they're talking about increasing the salary. And so I'm there like, how much are you talking? (laughs) (laughs) I had to like ball about here. like. (laughs) (laughs) And so they told me the figure and like, the thing, it was tempting at the time, especially because of the stage and age I was at. Mm. But I made a categorical decision that I had an internal like unsettling about going with that position mm. even though i still hadn't even had this one confirmed yet wow. and so turned it down nonetheless and then lo and behold i think maybe a few days later i got the call back from the big four saying you got the job when you to start and so again like i just we don't know no. 
where your steps will lead because in the same way that that first opportunity the first role with the fuzz that i applied for mm. wasn't the one for me and probably would have pigeonholed my whole Honestly. journey is the same way that if i took this other opportunity that would have paid me more there's absolutely no way yeah, that i ever would have ended up where i am now because all i would have done is continue probably traveling down that, that same path, path of mm. complaint handling dispute resolution yeah. and probably at best if anything who knows maybe i might have one day gone back to the ombudsman and become an ombudsman if that but even that has its own do you know what yeah i would love like when we get to heaven i would love to you know they talk about like seeing your whole life yeah i would love to see the like top 10 moments yeah where my life could have been very different yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah like say this would be one of those moments say you'd gone for this job (laughs) instead of this job yeah this is how your life would have played out yeah i would love and i really hope we get to see something like that some serious game tape man bro because i feel like god does stuff that we have no idea about sometimes just no idea Mm. you know the hand of god in our lives is so huge yeah and so detailed like we we just I don't think we can comprehend it. Yeah. And man. I think there are some situations that God will show you and you'd be like, what? Yeah. That situation, I was just lardy darling my way through. Yeah, like. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and even some of the people that you meet, because even when I think about uh, these different jobs, yeah. I've met some people. real divinely ordered, yeah. like I've made some amazing relationships. I've met some amazing people who mm. have poured into my journey and influenced the person that I've even become. Wow. I remember in the Foz, um, they i think one of the main ombudsmen who my team used to work with Mm. we had a really good relationship Mm. and like i just remember learning so much from the way that she thinks Mm. and the level that she thought at. because Mm. there were certain cases where i thought at the time i thought you know i'm mashing this thing up i'm good at what i do Mm. but there were certain cases where her outcome would be different from mine Mm. and i got to learn and understand why Why? she came to the outcome that she came to And I remember that even before I left, because of all of those interactions we had on so many different cases, Mm. it meant that the way that I started to deal with cases started to change. Change. The way that I started to unpack things started to change. And Mm. that's because for a season, I was exposed to someone who thought on her level. Mm. Likewise, when I went to the big four as well, my manager there, oh my days. (laughs) Like another one who called me up in my thinking. Um, And I think even the fact that I left there for a another firm which wasn't as big a name mm. but was definitely very big in its impact where i'm at now yeah that was something that i think i did on the back of my relationship with him mm-hmm. because wow. i remember that there was a time where i think maybe after i'd been there for like a year we were just walking like i think we crossed paths we were talking in the corridor or something like that walking and it just seemed it seemed random but i don't you think know, it was random, random. It was a good yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a good thing but he said something to me like you know this isn't your limit you know there's other people out there who are looking for people like you wow and and i re- to this day i wow. remember him saying that to me i don't know if i even answered <laughs> when he said it but it was something that i think helped me to see that you know what there's opportunity there are opportunities yeah. and i think even with like big four is an amazing thing to have on your cv in general mm. but sometimes we assume that the big name is what you have to stay with mm. in order to have um the desired outcome and i found the desired outcome yeah aka the big money <laughs> <laughs> because bro to be honest yeah i was quite shocked when you would tell me about like how the big four actually plays because right. like for us like the big four is like yo you make it to the big four you're listen. you're retiring early listen 
let me tell you something it depends where you are and who you are and who you know mm. i think and i think that's probably part of the problem is that i guess different people have different experiences depending on what they've done in these different roles mm. um my experience in the big four firm that i worked for was that i was limited mm. because in the stream of promotion and stuff like that that was available it was very much reliant on someone had to leave in order for you to grow. Right, 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 right. Um, That's not sustainable. So, yeah, so it wasn't sustainable. And I think part of the problem with that department was that a lot of the people who were most senior were all friends. Yeah. Like that whole department yeah, grew yeah. together. Because, yeah, because originally it wasn't a department in yeah. the first place. The department was something that started, one of them was given a senior position and basically brought in all of their all friends. These people. Yeah. And so. They're not getting anywhere. <laughs> they weren't planning They're to go anyway. Nowhere. They were getting paid nice and yeah man but nonetheless i'm grateful because i think the limitations that i experienced there was one of the things that, that pushed, pushed me out. out yeah and and you know i remember after i left i definitely had a moment where i thought man like i sure hope i don't get this. <laughs> <laughs> because you don't know what you're really stepping you into really don't. Do you know what i mean yeah. and i know my prayers were definitely going up at the <laughs> time where i was like you know lord father please don't let me be put to shame like Honestly. you know the future i don't but i'm just taking this step and trusting that you will perfect my journey <laughs> and and that was it um and you know fast forward and here we are now mm. like i'm so glad that i left i'm so glad that i moved forward and yeah man wow the shop the probably steps. wouldn't be here no it's true the shop wouldn't be here. it's really true it, it wouldn't it wouldn't because <laughs> they weren't trying to pay with that money, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, and for me, it's like if you and get to the place where they're not trying to pay your money, yeah. go. And the headspace as well. It was the money, and also I think the headspace because I, like, I think I stretched myself mm. at the time when I was working there mm. to almost like really deliver because I'm thinking, all right, cool. Let me put more value mm. out so that I can justify mm. and make a case for an for even money, bigger yeah. position. And like, <laughs> if the position don't exist, let's create it. Mm. Um, but yeah man the value was falling on deaf ears in some places but at the same time even though they didn't pay me for it someone else where i'm at now they pay me for it i think that's so key right yeah because i have this conversation actually quite often at work with some people um about look upskill yourself yeah show your value yeah because you can do two things right you can either upskill yourself show your value they don't pay you yeah right or you can not upskill yourself not showing you value, yeah. they're still not going to pay you. No, for real. <laughs> right? But if you do the first one, upskill yourself, show your value, they might pay, they might not, sorry. Yeah. But if they don't pay you, yeah. somebody else will pay you. Absolutely. So it's always better, always, mm. to upskill yourself, show your value. But sometimes we get stuck in that thing of, oh, but then if they don't appreciate me, it will hurt even more. Mm. Mm. But okay, like, let's... Step outside of the price. Step outside of that. Let's yeah. do that. <laughs> and let's think, okay, but now I have these skills, Yeah. right? Because in a lot of places it is just if someone leaves yeah then they promote yeah i've been very blessed in that like when i've been ready for promotion yeah. either they've made the role available or yeah. someone has naturally left yeah right yeah. but if that didn't happen yeah i would seriously consider saying okay i've got these new skills mm. if you really can't give me my money or mm. you won't give me my money and mm. the, the stuff that actually my skills are, are allowing for mm. then i have to look elsewhere because somebody else yeah absolutely do that but if we get into that thing of getting hurt about it and saying oh and i did all this work and they won't give me the money like you're just gonna stay there and be angry like don't take it personal don't take it personal because even like as you're saying it as well it it, like these are even part of the conversations we were having at the time of how 
like this principle of pay me now or pay me later. These are Bro, some of the nuggets. Love like, that. These are some of the pay nuggets. Me now pay me or now or pay me, me later. I'm getting paid. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Because it's like when we think about, even, especially as believers, when we think about God being the one who gives us the power to get up and him you. being the one who Thank pays you. our salary and pays all of the, he, he's the one that basically funds us. Yeah. Like it takes away the the need for this thing to be taken personal from this one employer because for so long as you make a decision that regardless of how much i'm getting paid or not regardless of however my boss is good to me or not not. i'm going to deliver value yeah and i'm going to do my thing to upskill and to basically deliver more Mm -hmm. than what i would do if i was just coasting yeah the the value in that is that you're also creating your cv you're creating you're preparing yourself for that next for the next level exactly because like I even think about stuff when I knew that I was ready to when I knew I was starting to shift my mind about moving from the big four mm. I remember starting to even get cheeky with it and start intentionally doing certain tasks yeah thinking so about that I can put it on my, say CV. On my CV yeah so I started to literally craft my CV task by exactly. day by day, day I show day. up and I'm look, I'm turning up I'm smiling I'm doing my job <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm doing my job as I normally would yep. and I'm delivering extra value like I started writing policy papers bro. yeah like things that nobody at my level should have been doing but i wrote it i started doing those things and i think when i now think about the conversations i had in the interview for the role that i the role that i do now for the company that i work for now like they were real conversations that i could actually have because i wasn't lying lying. it's not like i've literally done done it yeah Yeah. and yeah gone i think it also shows something about you that you're doing that at your level. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because I think sometimes we get like caught up in job titles and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm someone like, I don't really care what you call me. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is, I'm going to get into the interview. What they're going to ask me is, what's your current current salary? Yeah. What does your current job role do? Yeah. You know, what are your roles and responsibilities? Yeah. Because I know that there are people who have offered me my role, mm. like in title. Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the responsibilities mm. and you look at the pay, it's like mm. 20K less. I'm mm. like, mm. we're obviously not talking about the same <laughs> thing. And when you talk to them about what you actually do, yeah. then they're like, oh, actually, you're suited for this role instead. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. see what I mean? And that role is more in line with what you can actually do so if you can expand what you can do like writing policies for example which is above your level yeah that automatically puts you at the next level for whatever role you go to because you can say i don't care how much they pay me here yeah this is what i'm worth yeah this This is is how much you should be paid this is my experience and that's the thing is that you genuinely have now got the experience because experience is what people want that's what they pay for this is what they want they want to see that you have the proven track record of being able to deliver at a certain level exactly and when you've you've done it (laughs) you know what I mean give me my money (laughs) (laughs) but yeah man I think we're so far off lessons from the lockdown right now (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that definitely went very very Very. differently (laughs) (laughs) don't even know what that's going to be titled but (laughs) welcome back lessons from the lockdown (laughs) And no, more. it is. It is literally lessons <laughs> from lockdown and more, honestly. But yeah, man, it's a good time. And I think I, back to the lockdown anyway. <laughs> <laughs> just to round up, just back yeah, to the just yeah, to top say, and tail like, it. It's all it, good. It literally is such a good thing. Like, it's so good to be able to do this in person. Yeah. It's so good to be able to see people in person yeah. um, and interact, I think, in a much more meaningful way than we've been able to so far. And yeah. I think even the fact that things like gyms are reopening like society is starting to get back to the normal shops are back to maybe not exactly what they were doing before but it's it's steps exactly it's literally steps so 
I think even just as an encouragement to us and to even those listening as well this is a new time for sure it's a time of rebirth in a lot of ways and I think whatever it is that we're doing and whatever we've got in our hands it's just about taking the next step I agree and like change always comes with opportunity yeah yeah so with change you always have to let something go yeah yeah but there's always so much more really like to embrace on the other side yeah and it's about really just trying to look at it and say okay what can I embrace on the other side of this change yeah that will really make my life better yeah you know like I feel like sometimes we're really quick to look back at what we've lost Mm. but actually if we look forward to what we have and what we can have Mm. there's so much more there so much more for real man you can't take hold of the new if your hands are full exactly so we have to release man let it go let go go. (laughs) (laughs) yes we just sang frozen but i think that shows it's probably the end of this episode it really is we don't know what's coming next let's let's, let's save the people (laughs) thank you once again for listening to another episode of the reason to behold (laughs) podcast It's great to be back. It's so great. (laughs) (laughs) It's been like six months. Yeah, we'll be back with more. Yeah. (laughs) Till next time.